And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing today? Uh, I hope everyone's doing a lot better than the Lightning played last night. Yikes. We'll we'll get into a whole full game recap. What went wrong? What they could have done better? uh, Maybe some post-game comments that some of the players threw out. Uh, But first, let's talk about one of today's sponsors, one today's presenting sponsor, and that is Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our locked on rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Alrighty, so on today's show, like I said, we're going to be discussing last night's utter disaster of a game in which Lightning lost 7-2. Let me repeat that, 7-2. To two at the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. I, I felt like something was going to go wrong from the get-go when, when, when they started the pregame show or whenever the puck dropped and Dave Randorf uh, stated immediately that the Lightning have not lost there all season uh, in Nashville. Usually, in my experience, especially with this Lightning team, uh, that that points to disaster, and that's what we got last night. Um, the other thing that kind of that I need to ask off the bat before we actually get into the nitty gritty of the recap is Curtis McElhenney got his first uh, start in net last night uh, in over two weeks, and I get it. Coach Cooper wants to get him in the net. Uh, you know, it's been two weeks, and you definitely want to keep guys like that fresh. But Tampa had the next day off, and this was a back-to-back. Why not let Vasilevsky play? He's going to have the day off anyway. I get it. You also have Florida coming up, and that's going to be a big series and a six-game series at home, which I would imagine Vasilevsky Vazzy is probably going to play all six games. But still, you, you gotta you gotta ride the horse, okay? We're in the home stretch here. To quote the MCU, we're in the end game now. You gotta keep him in net, especially against this Nashville team. I, I think you know you gotta squeak squeak out any any last win and uh, as many points as you can before the season's over. Uh, but this wasn't all on Curtis McElhinney. As you'll see if you didn't watch the game last night from, you know, this recap, this was a team effort. Uh, this was in terms of losing, especially on the back end. Uh, I stayed on the last podcast that the keys to victory was not not turning the puck over in the neutral zone as just, just coming out of the gate fast and jumping on the other team. And the Lightning didn't do either of those things, and that's what happened in this game. There were some goals in this game. I'm not going to I'm not gonna get on him too much, but there were some goals, especially the first two ones, that 
I think Curtis McElhinney could have made. I know Vasilevsky definitely could have made those stops. But at the same time, I'm going to give the guy a little bit of a pass. He hasn't played in two weeks. And it's hard to get things going. You know, you could only simulate games, game speed so much during practice. But, listen, the team around him has to be better. Uh, I've stated on past shows that the Lightning fall into this habit of where they feel like they don't have it on a particular night. So then they kind of just... I, I wouldn't say they they put the responsibility of the goaltender to win the game for them, but I'm also going to say that they do that quite a lot. So um, Lightning need to be better. This is not something that we should be talking about at this point in the season uh, with the playoffs not too far away, 15 games, uh, 14 games left, excuse me. Uh, now and the Lightning are getting absolutely blown out of the building, and you never want to see that. I don't care who's in that. Um, the other story in this game, David Savard making his Lightning debut alongside Victor Hedman. Rough one for those two guys. <clears throat> Definitely were not on the same page in this one. Uh, both the plus minuses looked absolutely brutal in this one. They combined for minus seven in this game. Just a lot of lot of opportunities in which the, the Predators uh, got behind the D, namely Savard and Hedman, and just didn't make those two look good. As you saw later on in the game, John Cooper switched out Savard and elected for Sergachev Hedman, and that didn't work out that much either. And post-game, uh, Ryan McDonough said that it was an absolute disaster, an absolute embarrassment, and I agree with him 100%. So let's jump right into it with uh, first goal of the game at 638. Sisson uh, scores, blocker side on McElhinney. McElhinney didn't see it. The shot went through Chernak's legs initially. Uh, I'll give a pass to that one. That's a tough shot. Uh, Vasilevsky, uh, I think, would have at least gotten some leather on that. Or at least some of his blocker on that. Uh, this wasn't the case, of course. So the Lightning are down quickly. one nothing to start the game. Um, and then at 8.31, not too long later, uh, Roman Yossi snipes one of McElhinney. Same exact spot on net as the Sissons goal. Comes off a turnover in the neutral zone. What a surprise there. Um, I've, I've been saying all season long, even dating back to last season, that... The Lightning are probably one of the worst teams in the neutral zone at certain times. And that's not a good sign to see, especially going into the playoffs. They did clean it up, of course, in last year's playoff run, in which they, obviously we all know by now, they did win the cup. But uh, the Lightning need to be better in the neutral zone because, like I stated on the last episode, if they're not, you're just jump-starting the rush for the other team. That's all you're doing. You're just making the ice smaller for them. Um especially when you don't have it on nights like they did last night. All right, so the other alarming thing that jumped out to me right away in the first period that kind of that pretty much contributed to this embarrassing loss for Tampa was the fact that Tampa went almost 10 minutes without a shot on goal. You can't. You, you can't claim to be one of the best offensive teams in the National Hockey League, which the Lightning are. Let's make no mistake. Even without Steven Stamkos, on, on the ice, they've proven. And even without Nikita Kucherov, they've still blossomed on the ice in the scoring category at 
at times this season. They've shown it. They've shown that they still have the depth to, to score. But you can't go 10 minutes without taking a shot. You can't. And a large part of that is because of giving up the puck in the neutral zone. If you give up the puck in the neutral zone, there's no way you're going to be able to get, get shots on goal. So this was just an absolute dumpster fire of a game for the Lightning early on. And yeah, there was times uh, throughout this game in which they made it interesting with the goals, uh, with, with kind of cutting down the lead at certain times. But still, if, if you really thought by looking at this team all season and certain habits that they, they fall into, and we've been talking over the last couple episodes how the Lightning have a number of habits that they ha- need to break up and they haven't been doing that. Uh, and it's contributed most notably in this loss. Uh, tons of turnovers, like I said, in the neutral zone. Just, they might as well, you might as well have just said that this team was passing it to Nashville uh, all game. Uh, it, it was just not a, not a good game. N- zero, zero discipline on puck management in the first period. And you definitely, that, it, We've, we've also stated, I'm also at a loss for words, as you could probably see uh, here right now. But the other thing is that we've been talking about is that the Lightning get off to terrible starts. Uh, they need to do better. You, you can't you not play for the first 15 minutes of a game and then just wake up. Because guess what? That's what happened to the Lightning. They didn't play for basically 20 minutes. And they were down 3 nothing, and they could never recover for that. All right, so at 13.50, Arvinson gets a one-timer on a two-on-one. Just in, inexcusable. Just inexcusable on this. Nobody gets back on D. I don't remember who the Lightning player was that was got back on defense, but uh, there was nothing he could have done on this play. Uh, he tried his best. I want to say it was Hedman. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't exactly remember, but it doesn't matter regardless. Uh, Nashville just scores on this. They were hot. They got off to a great start. What can I say? Uh, and it guess what, people? It, it didn't get much better if you missed the game. So we'll talk about the second period in just a little bit. But just another reminder that today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social, social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time and about your favorite team or sport in the future, uh, once we figure out some kinks here and there, we'll be getting live shows into you uh, in the future, hopefully during, by the playoffs. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you or Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Lightning podcast through our Locker Room conversations. Don't forget... As soon as we get that up and rolling, we'll definitely, definitely let you guys know through our social media platforms. So that's why it's super important to follow us at LO underscore Lightning on Twitter and Locked On underscore Lightning on Instagram. Alrighty, so Locker Room is... So go download the Locker Room app right now. It's currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link to your Twitter and join the NFL, MLB, NHL groups for Locked On for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you all on the app. 
I'll be sure to let you know once Locked on Lightning gets our act together and we finally get on Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Alrighty, and let's just talk about another one of today's sponsors, and that is Built Bar. Now, returning fans of the show know all about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They got 18 amazing flavors. They just dropped six new ones. Uh, Built Bar is great for the health conscious person. You could lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. So head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so we're heading on to the second period. Like I said, it was better. The Lightning did a little bit better. They improved between periods. And, you know, that's not something we say here often on Lockdown Lightning or in Bolts Nation as a whole. The Lightning are one of those teams that when they need to turn it around, they just randomly turn it around in the middle of a period. It's, 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 it's no, there's no beginning or end uh, in terms of when, you know, there's no defining beginning to a period as to when they start. Uh, actually playing like I said they they basically didn't play for 20 minutes in this game and, and then they all of a sudden wake up in the second period which is not a recipe for success I think we could all agree that that is not something that is going to be sustainable going forward uh, the lightning are four and four when trailing after one period uh, at this point they ended up being four and five because they ended up losing of course so, uh, but they did start the period with a minute 30 on the power play. They did have a lot more energy in this one. I have to say, uh, if I had a grade, uh, these first two periods between the, uh, for the lightning, the first would probably an absolute F, uh, the, and then the second would be, I would say a B C it depends on, you know, how harsh you want to be with them. So 41 seconds le- uh, into the period. Uh, Victor had been pinches down. He gets the puck at the at the the point. He pinches down after Sissons falls down in front of him, which was a great move here. Instead of taking the long shot from the point, he decided to skate down a little bit to the top of the slot. Uh, rips one through traffic, and it happens to hit Braden Point on the way in, uh, and the goal to- goes towards Point. And the Lightning are on the board, and we have ourselves a game at this point. Lightning are down three one. Point with that goal ties Steven Stamkos for most goals uh, for the team lead uh, for the season. That's 17. And Victor had been, we haven't said it a lot on this show, that just how incredible of a season he's having. That's his 38th point of the season, and that's second among D-men in the NHL. So really stating his case for the Norris Trophy. He, he 100, it, it's a lock at this point with him and Vasilevsky. If, if, if Hedman doesn't win the Norris, I, I Lightning fans should riot in the streets just for that. Um, but like I said, Tampa came out with a lot of energy in this one, something that you don't normally see, uh, especially when they when they need to respond and make a statement against other teams when when they don't play well in the first period, which they haven't had, they haven't been playing well as of late. So at eight oh nine, Rocco Grimaldi jams it in. Uh, what turned out to be a two-goal deficit is now a three-goal deficit. Once again, Tampa had numbers around the net, and they just didn't do anything on this. Uh, 
it, which is why the you could see the frustration for Ryan McDonough post game. Just the guys had no energy in this one, and I I don't really like to come out and say that about the Lightning when they have games like this, but that was the facts here. The guys just weren't playing well. They just had zero energy. It looks like they weren't there. You know, Nashville was supposed to be the tired team with the frequency of games they've been playing up until this game, and Lightning, the Lightning let them off the hook. The Lightning really should have came in and won this game 7-2. I don't care who's in that. Uh, I don't care if Stamkos is out. You are by far the best, te- the better team in this situation. Clearly, they didn't think so, and they showed it in this game. So, uh, yeah, just a, not a good game, not a good period. You know, they did, they did like I said, they started off the, the period on a good note, and that's that's been the issue for them. They don't play a full 20 minutes as of late. They haven't played that. The last game in which they won, they, they, that was a shaky game. Let's be realistic. Um, and, yes, I'll, I'll acknowledge that not every win is going to be perfect. Not every win is going to look pretty. And, unfortunately, this loss didn't look pretty either. You know, there's good win, there's good losses, and then there's terrible losses. This was probably the worst loss of the season. I really thought it was the Red Wings game in which they lost 5-1 on national television. But this definitely takes home the cake. Uh, Nashville is one of those teams. <clears throat> excuse me. Nashville is one of those teams that's trying to still get into the playoffs. And the Lightning are just trying to, to at least uh, compete stay in the hunt for the second second position in the division and unf- they they didn't look like a good team in this and this is very concerning and if you're a lightning fan that is not concerned about the way this team has been playing over the last i would say 5 6 games then you need to take a closer look at the stats and and see that where this team is trending i stated on a couple of shows back that the lightning were in danger with the style of play that you know that they weren't going to make the playoffs. Well, listen, if the Lightning didn't pad their their points total in the beginning of the season, we could very well be talking about this team not making the playoffs at this point in the season just by the way they've been playing. And this is a team effort. You know, you could say that, well, Vazzy's been playing well. Hedman's been playing well. Gord's having a fantastic season. Stamkos is having a fantastic season. But the other guys on the team aren't doing their job. When was the last time Andre Palat and Anthony Sorelli scored a goal? When was the last time the, the Lightning scored a power play goal other than this game? Over their last, I want to say, five, six games, they're one for 17 on the power play, which is an atrocious stat. And and people are making the excuse, well, Stamkos isn't playing. I don't care. I don't care. The power play doesn't doesn't revolve around Steven Stamkos. Yes, he has the most power play goals on his team. He's been clutch. But you need you need other guys to contribute. This isn't the Steven Stamkos show, okay? This isn't going to fly in the playoffs. We can't... The, the Lightning just can't wait for Steven Stamkos or Nikita Kucherov to come back and, and, and just be the knights in shining ar- armor to lead this offense. You can't expect... You can't have Victor Hedman go out there and take seven, eight shots a game to at least you know, have some sort of activity in front of the net. You know, the fact that Victor Hedman is leading the team in shots, especially in games, it, it's embarrassing. And this team needs to play better. And, and you, you know, you could say, well, you know, you're overreacting. Well, guess what? I don't care, okay? This team is tied for second 
in the division. And the fact that, that that's even in the conversation, that's not good. I don't care. I don't care what the injuries. I don't care what the frequency of the schedule that other teams have, have sort of figured them out. I don't care that guys have been hurt here and there. You're having a defenseman and a goaltender who are playing absolutely incredible this season. And what are the other guys on the team doing? Nothing. You're having con- contributions from guys here and there. But it, it's, it, it's, it's not good. The frequency of guys just... I'm not saying that they're, gonna take, they're taking breaks or taking time off and just not doing anything. But other, other players on this team need to step up. Eric Chernak needs to step up. He got absolutely blown up along the boards and it led to a goal. Stay on your feet there. All right, so we're going to talk about another one of today's sponsors, and that is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football and college basketball might be over, but the NBA and NHL are still in full swing. BetOnline even has awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to, head to the website or go on your cell phone to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. That's 55-0 when you use promo code Locked On. Don't forget to place those bets on all the prop bets for the NHL season. Don't forget to place your bets on the NBA where your favorite team, if you're a Magic fan, uh, where they're going to finish up in the season. So go ahead once again on to betonline.ag.com. Use promo code Locked On and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so moving on to the f- third period. Uh, not much to really talk about in this one, really. Uh, at 9:59 into the third, Ar- Victor Arvidsson gets Hedman on, a, uh, gets behind Hedman on a long pass from Roman Yossi, making it 5-1, making quick work of McElhenney. Like I said, McElhenney could have been better in this game, but he got zero help in this game from his defenders and from the other guys on the ice. Uh, The amount of times Nashville got behind the defenders was just, it's embarrassing. It's, It's not, you can't play that way and expect to win hockey games. You can't give up the puck as, as frequency, as frequently as the, Lightning do in the neutral zone and expect to win games. You can't do it. It it there there needs to be some discipline out there, and I wouldn't be surprised in this upcoming Florida series if John Cooper, especially on the defensive end, if he decides to change things up because right now the Headman Savard and I know it's one game. But you can't afford to just go two, three games like this and, and just try out Hedman and Savard. You know, Brian Ingblom said during the game that, you know, as much as you want these two to work being on the same line, it might not work. The chemistry might not be there. And I wouldn't be surprised if he starts out the Florida game with Hedman and Savard on the same line. And if it doesn't work out right away or if he sees things like he saw in this game, uh, possibly he moves down Savard to the second line and Sergeyev up 
with Hedman. Um, I think that's the way to go. Or I, I would actually prefer to see Savard with with uh, Sergachev on the second line. And he moves McDonough up to the first. Uh, the good thing about Savard is that he'll play a lot of minutes. So um, he's one of those. He, he's a stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, he's going to eat up a chunk of minutes for you. So that's something the Lightning need, especially on the PK. So, um, yeah. So And then at 11.28, Yanni Gord uh, cleans up his own rebound in front and puts it in, uh, making it 5-2. Gord, that's his 15th goal of the season. Like I stated before, he's having a great season. Uh, I the Lightning really need really need Anthony Sorelli and Andre Palat to wake up because you can't rely on Yanni Gord um, and these other other guys on, and Braden Point and Victor Hedman. You, you need you need contributions from other players. Um, so it, it not a good game in this one, everybody. It it, it was just. And it, it it unraveled fast. That that was what I was surprised about most. Uh, the Lightning have you know for for as much as I've been knocking them with how they've been playing lately, um, they have been kind of keeping a cap on it in terms of just kind of weathering the storm at certain points in in the game, and that might be contributed to the fact that Vasilevsky's in net, but. Boy, this was not a good one all around, and it was a little concerning. Uh, and and you definitely don't want to see this kind of contribute uh, continue going forward. Uh, it, it's this is not something that we should be talking about going in with about 14 games left in the season. Uh, the Lightning now, like I stated before, are tied for third place with Florida, so that makes this 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 whole Florida series even more important um, so but at least they're at home and you know that could have been maybe the thing that the, the fact that the Lightning were on the road uh, they played you know Columbus who is not a good team let's be realistic they're not a good team yes they have Patrick Line they still have Zach Jones and you know they got that two-headed monster of of Elvis Merzikis and Eunice Corpusalo and Net, but the Lightning on paper, on paper, let's emphasize that phrase, on paper, are still the better team. But that doesn't always translate to the ice. So they got Florida next. So I would expect that, you know, the Lightning are probably going to lose one of those just because of how they've been trending. Uh, or they could come out and sweep both those games, which I would love to see. And I think all Lightning fans would love to see that because that would be huge. Uh, to get those points over Florida and kind of separate yourself a little bit. And then you got Carolina right up next. And, you know, if the Lightning play well after this four-game stretch, we could be talking about the Lightning being in first place, back in first place. Uh, and that's the, the ideal situation. Um, the one thing I do have to say, and maybe I'm, I might be biting the Lightning in the, in the butt for this, but... And, and I want to correct myself real quick. The Lightning are actually tied for first place. It's a three-way tie between Carolina, Tampa, and Florida. So this next four-game stretch is going to be super important. We could be talking about the Lightning either being in first place after it's done or the Lightning being in third, um, which I would I would prefer them to be at least in second place or and, and a point off from first place um 
I would like, and going back to my point, I would like to see, you know, if we're kind of making our early predictions right now for the playoff matchups for who the Lightning are going to face in this, this four-team playoff uh, for, for, the, for the division, because for those who don't know, uh, teams one through four in each division are going to play each other first. Kind of, it, it's going to be one, the one seed versus the four seed, and then two and three go up against each other. I kind of want to see the Lightning play Florida, and I stated this all the way back to last season, is that it's time for the entire time these two teams have been in the NHL. It, we've rarely seen them both be this good at the same time, and I don't believe they've played each other at all in the playoffs. So I think it's time to have that little in-state rivalry Uh which you know could very well bite the the lightning in the ass uh, if they do play this team because they have not played well against Florida at all this season. Um, you know you could you could chalk up the wins and losses and you know say that, but really the product on the ice when they do play Florida uh, hasn't been that good. Uh, and of course, going back to the recap, you know at this point in time we're at the point where we got up to it's 5-2 but as we all know Nashville goes on to score two more goals to make it 7-2 and that is the final score there so let's look at the standings real quick the lightning right at right at this point in time uh they are 28-12-2 with 58 points uh 24 regulation wins um thing is like I said uh they are tied it's a three-way tie right now atop the central division for for point uh for first place so it's gonna be interesting like i said how this stretch of games goes i would like to see the lightning at least go three and four ideally i don't see them taking both games from either team though uh i think they're gonna split if we're being realistic i think they're gonna split both games against each team and of course we will be there to recap each and every game and all the news as it breaks and to keep remember to download and subscribe to this podcast really helps us a long way i know i'm all over the place today i'm a little bit discombobulated from that game that was just a very concerning game the other night and uh yeah uh glad to be back doing this full time i know we've been spotty here and there but we have been we we put the pedal to the metal this week and we're finally back so remember also as well to Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore lightning and on Instagram at locked on underscore lightning. So you are aware of when episodes drop and all the news surrounding the show. And of course, whatever app that you follow the show on, just turn on the notifications and you will get a notification as soon as the episode drops there. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.